This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello and welcome to a new episode of Stoppage Time from the MLS UK show. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by... Elliot Holman, thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, We've not done this in quite a while because of uh, honeymoons and holidays and special interviews but this is episode 15 of Stoppage Time and we're going to start on a bit of a sad note. Of course everyone knows what has happened in the last week here in the UK. It's world news of course. Um, Elliot, just for anyone who's watching from outside of the UK, how's how's the last week been for you? What has it meant to you personally? Yeah, strange week. Um, obviously, we're we're mourning the loss of Queen Elizabeth II here in the UK and and around the world. And to be honest, I think a lot of people in the UK would confess to maybe being even more upset than they maybe anticipated. I think kind of drags up a lot of emotions, not just of our you know memories and thoughts about our queen who's always been there ever present uh, a constant for us but kind of um you know bringing back emotions of of losing family members grandparents etc um so I, I think a lot of people have maybe struggled with it more than they anticipated but currently the uk is in a period of mourning and there's not a lot going on you know i'm working in in the radio uh, in the radio industry and we're not saying a lot and I know you're working in the podcast industry and <laughs> you're not saying a lot either. Yeah I mean partly the reason for us doing this is not only because MLS is obviously continuing during this period because it's you know the states and Canada but it's because I'm actually not doing anything at all <laughs> right now because all the podcasts that I work on uh, are taking a little break so um, yeah it is it's it's a weird situation, isn't it? Because I think for so long in this country, you know, we're 32 and 31 and we've never experienced anything like this. You know, my parents are both 61 and they've never experienced anything like this. It is completely new. Um, you know, for a long time now, people have been thinking, well, what is going to happen when the Queen passes away? And we're now finding that out now. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think whether, you know, personally, I'm not a, a royalist or a Republican, but she is our head of state and she's someone who's been there for a long time so you do um, you do reflect I think when when news like this comes out and 
like you said, you do think about times in your own personal life when similar situations have happened with, with uh, you know, older family, family members. So, yeah, very sad. But uh, as I said, with the Premier League might be, have been cancelled this weekend, but in MLS, the show must go on. And uh, that's what we're doing here on the MLS UK show with Stoppage Time. If you've never watched the Stoppage Time or listened to it before, then you won't know. But what we do is we choose four of the biggest news topics in MLS for the week and talk them through in a quick bonus episode of the MLS UK show. So number one, and I've got to say congratulations, Elliot. Orlando City, your first trophy since becoming an MLS team. US Open champions beating Sacramento 3-0. You stayed up to watch it or, well, could you do a breakfast show on the radio? Maybe you got up earlier. I don't know what you managed to do, but you were awake. You watched it. As an Orlando fan, go on. How did it feel? <laughs> uh, well, it's it's seven, eight years of hurt, isn't it? Uh, finally, finally over. Um, you know, I, I, I've sat next to you late at night when Atlanta have what, lifted MLS Cup uh, and it just felt like our, our little moment in the sun, finally. And and actually really special if I'm if I'm being completely honest because I, I I've never had a t- aside from you know the playoff final or or the championship I've never had a team win something like that we've never Norwich have never won a, a cup um, whether it be the League Cup or um, you know certainly not the FA Cup or or the Premier League there's no danger of that so it it kind of caught me unawares it. it it felt really special. Um, I was sat in my living room on my, well, I was with my dog actually. Um, and yeah, muted celebrations cause it was the middle of the night, but I, it was, it was really, really special. Um, and you know, I was obviously messaging some of the guys from the, from the Orlando city UK group and, um, yeah, just our little moment in the sun, and uh, and I know you've had yours, so maybe you don't get it because you've not had quite so so much pain. But um, yeah, really, really pleased with the performance. Um, you know, the the cup run was contrasting to the to the MLS results up until the last couple of weeks, um, and is again contrasting to the MLS results. And uh, yeah, it just felt just felt really special. Yeah, well, I do get it because, as you said there, you know, you're a Norwich City fan here in the UK and Norwich have never won anything. Bolton haven't won anything since 1958. And I have actually said, if Bolton ever won the FA Cup, I think I would cry. And so I can totally understand what what you're going through there with Orlando. And yeah, credit to you. You got to the final. I mean, you nearly made a mess of it until uh, you got the first goal and then the floodgates opened and won 3-0. So... Um, Yeah, congratulations to Orlando, your first win. And now that means that you are going to be in the Champions League as well for the first time. How excited are you and how excited are the fan base to be in the Champions League finally? Yeah, it feels big being being in the Champions League. I think uh, MLS as a league has grown a lot in the last four or five years, um, which means naturally the Champions League does as well. And um, I, I have to be honest and say I don't normally watch it. Um, you know, we suffer enough early, early morning, late nights, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I don't often watch a Champions League game live, mainly because it does, you know, it does tend to interrupt the early seat, early weeks of, of MLS quite considerably. And teams tend to just forego MLS for a few weeks while they compete in the Champions League. So, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be different. 
Uh, certainly we've never been in it before and it'll be interesting to see how the club approaches it, how serious they take it and and how far they can go. So a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago now on the podcast, uh, Oscar, Oscar Pereja, you were kind of, you weren't necessarily in needs to leave, but you were doubting a few of his tactics, doubting the mentality of a club. Has that changed now? Are you, are you team Pereja or um, are you still thinking there's a lot of work to be done? No, I've got respect for Oscar, obviously, for, for what he's done, you know, bringing silverware to Orlando. Nobody's been able to do that so far. But I do th- I do think it would be strange if we weren't a little concerned with, with what's happened in MLS. Since, you know, maybe July, there's been a bit of an upturn in, in results. Um, certainly through, through August, they've picked up a lot of points. But um, overall, I, I think you look at that team, like the one that they fielded for the Open Cup final, and it's so strong. And I know it's difficult to win every game in MLS, but I think they've lost far too many, way more than than they should have done, especially, you know, some beatings at home. So I think I think we're kind of right to be concerned, but he's demonstrated that he can bring success. You know, he's won the US Open Cup before. So you... You kind of want to give him time, but if they, you know, if they weren't to make the playoffs, it would not have been good enough. It doesn't matter what what silverware he brought in in the shape of the Open Cup. I, I think now it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. I think that's fine. His performance in the playoffs will be under scrutiny a little, I think. But if they were to miss out, it it would have been a really, really, really big issue with that roster. Yeah, I mean, Orlando, you're in a weird situation where you haven't got any superstars. You know, the, the days of Kaká, of Nani, of gone. Pato is a, a superstar, but not as big as those two players. So it's more of a, a collective group of players of a similar standard. And uh, But I think there's more better players in the squad now, maybe in those squads. So you're right. I think Orlando are a, a team that should be getting in the playoffs and quite easily. Are you an MLS Cup winning side? Probably not. But we have seen before, if you put that run together you can get there and you can, uh, you know, make a surprise. And we've said before, winning trophies breeds success and you've won your first one now. Those players will be hungry for that second one, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think you're right. There's not not standout names if you've never watched MLS before. But I think if you watch Orlando, you can see, you know, I, I just admire the the work rate throughout this. The defence, again, as I've said last year, they kept the defence together. So that that is a real strong Strong point. Moutinho has really upped his game at left back. Junior Urso, it really love his energy uh, in the middle of the park. There's been new signings. You know, um, Araujo has been incredible. And when you look at Facundo Torres, the guy's a magician. And the, the best compliment I can pay to Atlanta is Facundo Torres is a typical Atlanta United signing. And you're not telling me that he was never on their radar because the guy is incredible. He fits everything, you know, he fits the Atlanta mold perfectly. I can't see him staying in Orlando. I, j- I just can't. He is he is a cut above. And, you know, with the exits we've seen from the league this year, he's he's a cut above a lot of the players that have already left. I'll tell you that. Well, it's interesting you say that because that moves us on to our second topic this week on the MLS UK show, Stoppage Time. And it is about Atlanta and it's about a very um, disruptive week for Atlanta. Joseph Martinez, of course, was suspended for one game uh, due to, as the clubs say, um, well, multiple causes of behaviour is detrimental to the squad. 
Um, oh, rumors are, <laughs> rumors are that after the uh, the Portland game, there was a bit of an argument with Pineda. Apparently, uh, plates of chicken and rice was flung around the locker room, and uh, yeah, it, it, they felt the need to suspend him for a game. Uh, I mean, Atlanta did end up winning that game four two against Toronto, but I, for me, Elliot, and I, I, you're obviously looking at this as more of a neutral point of view, even though I'm guessing as an Orlando fan, you'd love to see Joseph Martinez leave Atlanta so he can't put any more uh, goals against you. But personally, I think it's time that both sides went their own uh, the different ways. What about you? Uh, it's big from you. It's a big statement. Um, yeah. when I, I'm looking at a picture of him now on the wall and I'm looking at the picture of him and Miggy and I just think those those were the times. And I, I, I think he personally has struggled to to hit that level again and the club collectively have struggled to hit that level again. We saw it with the previous manager, didn't we? There was a falling out and the club sided with Martinez, clearly. You can't keep playing that card. He hasn't been as influential. He he doesn't have that hold over them currently that that they you know where where he can make big calls and throw his weight around. Um fantastic player. Absolutely fantastic player. Linked with Orlando, by the way. Um among among others um but i just i don't know i don't know who takes a chance on him next incredible player great finisher positioning fantastic explosive all of the all there's so much positive and it's like the castellanos isn't it we've seen we've had this exact conversation with castellanos it's not necessarily an on-field uh discipline issue but certainly off the field Maybe a bit of an ego, um, which you need to an extent, but I don't know what's next for, for Martinez. I really don't. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I don't know where Martinez is going to go. I think he's been you know, the best player on, on a more consistent basis over the years uh, uh, Atlanta have ever had. You've got to remember, he played in the first ever game Atlanta had in MLS. He's been there that long, which for an MLS player, especially a DP, is quite surprising. There's not many that stay for that long. But, uh, yeah, it's come to the point now where this is the second manager it's happening with. And, you know, Atlanta in transition. Atlanta in transition uh, in the front office as well as on the pitch. Um, And I just think for Martinez and Atlanta, the story has come to an end because it's going to get even worse and more bitter if he stays. Um, And you look at this year and, yeah, he is Atlanta's top goal scorer. But, you know, you've got to think, well... He's not been playing the games he's used to playing. He's scored eight goals, which is a credit to him for not playing those. But I think for Atlanta, they need to move on with the players they've got up top and really push them forward rather than Martinez, who um, you could now argue possibly if he'd have gone in, say, 2019, just before the, the like 2020 and the COVID disruptions to the seasons, then he would have left a, a real icon, a, a proper legend. He still is a legend, but there's now just that little bit where people go, yeah, but he disrupted the rhythm of the team and, and didn't quite like, you know, he wasn't harmonious with two managers. So uh, do I see him going to Orlando? I would I would hate to see that, but this is MLS. And, I, you know, I've got to say that if you look at, say, in England and the rivalries, Tottenham, Arsenal, United City, Liverpool, Everton, yeah, you can never see players going from one to the other. Tevez did it, Sol Campbell did it, and it, it wasn't pretty. But it's different in MLS. It's different amongst rivals in, in Major League Soccer. The history isn't there. So 
it would not surprise me one bit. I mean, it would it would certainly be news stories. We probably have to dedicate a full stoppage time episode to it, but I don't quite see it happening. But then again, I don't see where else where he would go. I don't see a team in MLS that would particularly have him. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting one to see. But I've I've got to say, I, I think this this is his last season in Atlanta, and you'd lo- I'd love to see him go out on a bang, but can't see that either i don't think atlanta will make playoffs no i agree um if they want if they want to get rid then an mls club is obviously the easy option with a trade uh his contract remains and uh that could be any number of clubs the right it's finding the right fit for him um because he is a fantastic player um but similar to my point about facundo torres much much less lesser players have left MLS this year to go to Europe. And so you have to feel like that option would still be on the table for him. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I think I'd be surprised if he came to Europe, to be honest. He's done it before. It didn't work out. Um, I think he'd go back to South America, personally. But um, but we'll have to wait and see. The third topic we're talking about on the uh, MLS UK show, Stoppage Time, and maybe this team could be uh, dipping their hands in the pocket to get Martinez because they've just earned... A bit of money. Real Salt Lake have just signed a deal with America First, close to $100 million for the naming rights to the stadium, so it would no longer be called the Rio Tinto. Um, this is a shot in the arm that RSL needs, surely. What a beautiful stadium. Um, and it is a shot in the arm. I, I think there'll be RSL fans that are a bit torn over it. Um, understandably, it's been the Rio Tinto ever since day dot. But, um, you know... Ultimately, in the footballing world, what's it been, 12, 13 years of the Rio Tinto? Not a lot. Um, You know, when we see the likes of Barcelona Stadium being renamed and, um, you know, St. James's Park in the Premier League, iconic stadiums that have been there for for years and years. Um, And yeah, financially, a massive boost. It's a partnership they've they've always had, but, uh, you know, one that's grown and grown. Um, So... Yeah, congratulations to uh, to RSL for for monetizing a little bit of uh, uh, something that, to be honest, isn't they don't have to they don't have to give a lot, but they're going to get a lot in return. They are, and I think this is the future of MLS. Now we're seeing that teams are making money through selling players to Europe, and I think uh, whereas we obviously we still have the, the franchise sort of system, teams are still to salary caps and time and gam and all of that, that extra bit of money that's being brought in is going to be helpful because RSL are not really a team who we've ever seen go out and get a big name. You know, I know that Utah is, with respect to Utah, it's not really LA or Miami, but it's still, you know, a good place to live. Uh, you know, especially when you look at the, the, the shot of the staging with the mountains behind it, it looks beautiful. So maybe this money can help them get uh, one of those, uh, you know, one of those big name DPs from from Europe. Yeah, because they do, they are consistently a, a pretty good side. Um, but like you say, they don't have those marquee signings. So I would like to see that uh, introduced to RSL. Um, for me, they get a couple of big name signings. They they make the playoffs, and that immediately puts the pressure on on another team, somebody like uh, an LA Galaxy who are sort of in and around the playoffs it really, really puts the pressure on. And LA Galaxy are no strangers to, to marquee signings, but it doesn't always work. No, it doesn't, especially when you ask them to take penalties. Um, right, moving on to number four on our topics we talk about. Maybe this guy could be the marquee signing 
for RSL, Sergio Busquets from Barcelona. Uh, it looks like he's going to be leaving the club um, to help with the, the books. I mean, we all have heard what's happening at Barcelona and registering players. He's one of the old school, one of the old players, but it looks like he's leaving. And apparently MLS is on his radar. Um, Busquets, excellent player, but what sort of team could you see him joining? Well, it's Miami or bust, isn't it? I thought Miami just signed everyone. They're linked with everyone. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because he's um, he's sort of the, the the Victor Wanyama ilk of it's a big name, but it's not a big striker. Um, so it, it would be I, I'd love to see him go to a team that are struggling. Um, realistically, is that going to happen? I don't know. It's Sergio Busquets. <laughs> like the guy's going to demand big wages, and he's going to want to live somewhere very, very nice. But I, I'd love to see him at a club that are struggling because I think just having someone in the middle of the park, kind of the Michael Bradley role of five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, where they can really, you know, control a game, receive a pass, pick a pass. I'd love to see him at a team that are struggling. But historically, these players go to an LA or a Miami. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I've got to say my first thought was LA. And then I realized that, well, they've probably got too many. LAFC have probably, uh, well, saying LAFC, they have actually probably got room to maneuver in that because the players they've brought in, uh, especially Bale and Kalini are not DPs. Um, but yeah, you, you're probably looking at Miami as well. You know, they're looking for uh, that shot in the arm, as we just said with RSL, um, you know, because their league positions have not been good enough. I noticed Phil Neville was on the call up this week and said that Beckham, David Beckham, is putting a lot of pressure on them, even though they're mates, because he doesn't want to be 7th, 8th, ninth. He wants to be 1st. But a player like Busquets will help with that. Um, you know, the romantic in me would love him to join a team like RSL and really uh, see what he can do there. Uh, but I guess if, uh, with him being Spanish, the, the weather in Salt Lake might not really be up to uh, what he's used to. So you're looking at the warmer climates and therefore you're probably looking at California or, uh, or Florida. Yeah, Orlando, we'll take him. <laughs> We'll wait and see. It's just the latest name to be linked uh, with a move to MLS on Stoppage Time. Uh, and that rounds off this week's episode of Stoppage Time. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. Don't forget, if you're on your podcast provider, um, follow us, subscribe to us, and leave a rating as well. But Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars, LA Galaxy style. Definitely. If you're going to rate us four stars, just don't bother. It's fine. Um, also, a big shout out to our sponsor, Soccer90.com. They're the best place to get your uh, soccer gear ahead of the World Cup and MLS stuff and EPL stuff. I'm just on the website now. They've got Bruce Dortmund shirts, uh, PSG tracksuit, Chelsea's new home shirt. They're also selling the uh, official soccer ball of the World Cup as well. They've got Man United stuff, so... Uh, well worth doing and when you're on there when you get the stuff that you want stick it in the checkout stick it in your basket and then when you are at the checkout on the discount code type in mls uk you get 20 percent off too uh, so that's it from us uh, we'll be back next week with a full episode of the mls uk show but for now i've been henry hewitt and i'm elliot holman see ya Podcast Network.